Happy Halloween! Boom! That didn't work, did it? No, not, not even a little bit. Sorry. Uh, it's the Sleepers Podcast, a spooky season version. It's October 31st, and I guess it's a Victory Tuesday for Cart, who is very gritty today. Don't leave your kneecap unattended around me. I'm all in. My team's 6-2 and two going into the bye week. Vibes are high. Vibes are great. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. Lions did look very good last night. Uh, are we going right to the breakfast bit today? It looks like we've got a mixer out. Is that water? Don't mind me. What are we doing? Water and a little uh, vitamin C? Can I get a, a play-by-play from you while you do this, please? No, there'll be no more play-by-plays because you know what? I know it annoys you so much, so I'm just going to do what makes me happy on this episode. I'm going to do my bit, okay? It annoys me worse that this is a horrible listen from our listeners. They don't know what's going oh, on. They're not My watching. apologies. I have my victory cocktail shaker in use right now, and I put a little bit of water, a little bit of magnesium, and a little bit of emergency in here and i'm gonna whoo damn carbonation got a little funky on me right there i'm gonna pour a nice glass of that i'm going to have a little granola bar as a snack as well and that will be my bit for today honestly with the time we're doing this it's about 11 38 a.m right now i probably could have worked in like maybe a i don't know some, some like actual lunch honestly we're approaching that time but i decided to keep it simple just a little something to make sure I'm healthy and rested going into my bye week uh, because, you know, it's my bye week as well. You know, I've done a great job supporting my team these last eight weeks. I'm going to use this time to recharge and re-energize. So I got myself my little, you know, make you feel good immune cocktail here. And also got a little cute little snack size perfect bar just to quench my hunger as we record the rest of this episode. Mm, lovely fantastic thank you for that uh yeah congratulations i'm very excited about the lions uh game much closer than it should have been last night but it turned out pretty fun uh yeah should be an interesting episode today we have some fun stuff to talk about uh off the top yesterday was the greatest day in sleepers youtube history so shout out to everybody who watched any of the videos commented liked all of that was super supportive of course shout out to everybody in the discord for the support uh, 10.8 thousand views on the YouTube channel yesterday. Not a math podcast, but uh, that's pretty good. That's more than double what we've ever done in a day and has us very excited for the season. But at the same time, you can only have so many wins and you got to balance out with some losses. Uh, we do have some losses on our roster that we'll talk about later in the show. But uh, before that, Guy is on the show. He's going to make his debut on a Sleepers podcast episode live. That's really exciting. Guy the List Guy. We recorded that this morning. It was great. And then we're going to talk about uh, some winners and losers from exhibition season. A lot to get to today. Can we actually kick the show off today, though, before we do uh, any Discord comments and YouTube comments? We've been attacked somewhat. Sleepers Enterprises has been stormed. The capital of Sleepers Media has been stormed, Carter. And uh, I would like the opportunity to respond. But before I just do my response thing... Uh, do you want to address what's happened yesterday and maybe set the, the landscape for me? Uh, well, you know, I was scrolling my Twitter 
for you, Paige, just scrolling by as I as I typically do. You know, I, I keep up to date on the world of Twitter slash X. And a, a certain tweet came across my timeline from a uh, a Connor Servan, Servan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it was a thread basically attacking sleepers. And it was funny to me because he like put asterisks instead of E's and sleepers. And I'm like, why would he do that? Like, why would he just say sleepers? And I guess like he thought we're like searching sleepers on Twitter to see if people are like talking about us or something like that. My brother in Christ, we're not Eric Ebron. Okay. We, <laughs> if you want to let it be known, you can add it. You can let it be known. It's fine with that. But when you do something like that, we would just like a chance to form a rebuttal of some sorts. And Gregory so kindly would like to handle that rebuttal. So I'd like to hand him the floor real quick right now, just as our formal response to the schmear campaign that was sent our way on Twitter. Gregory, the floor is yours. I want to make this abundantly clear, unequivocally clear before I start. Uh, This is not an attack on Illinois fans or Illinois basketball in general. We love talking about Illinois basketball. We root for Illinois basketball in a lot of ways. We like Brad Underwood for a lot of reasons. This is an attack on a Twitter account with the at Illini burner. And I will leave it at that. This is not an unprovoked attack. This is a response to an unprovoked attack on Sleepers Media and our enterprises from Illini Burner late last night. Also want to make it known, I had no idea this happened. Carter sent me this this morning. Uh, just want to make it very known. I'm not out here like searching, uh, I don't know, SL star star P star RS to find this. Uh, th- this was just sent to me and I would like to respond. So this account, Illini Burner, says, made the mistake of listening to the Sleepers Illinois game breakdown. He then threads quotes from our episode yesterday. Credit to him. He actually did a great job quoting. He has a career in reporting somewhere if he wants it. Uh, We said all these things. Correct. I'd like to respond to why we stand behind these things and why he is wrong for acting like we were reckless in saying any of this. He says, Sleepers lie. Quote, Brad coached this game like it was the national championship. The truth? Brad played all 12 scholarship players and his starters played fewer minutes than selves. Yeah. Brad coached this like it was the national championship. He played like six players, three minutes or less. He played his best players. We said on the episode, there's nothing wrong with that. We didn't say that Brad coached this like the national championship and Bill Self didn't. We said that Brad Underwood coached to win the game. So did Bill Self. Brad Underwood won the game. That's a point for Illinois that you should feel good about. That's not an indictment on the fact that they tried and Kansas didn't. They both tried and Illinois won. That's awesome. It is what it is. Number two, sleepers lie. Brad's issue his whole career has been keeping guys happy. The truth. Illinois had widespread culture issues one of Brad's six seasons at Illinois. They won the Big Ten two seasons ago, yet sleepers seem to believe this year was a locker room disaster. Again, here's the truth. He's been at Illinois for six years. The first couple of years were not even players he recruited, so I'm willing to throw out most of what has happened, both record-wise, which helps you as an Illinois fan, And then culture locker room wise, because it wasn't his guys. If you want to talk how Brad Underwood's locker rooms go, I would look at the last four years. 
he had a couple great locker rooms that Io DeSumo was the face of. Generational leader, give him credit. I have no problems with those teams. They were very good. It's been two years where there's been locker room issues. Don't act like it didn't happen. Was Andre, Andre Curbelo not on the team card? Am I just missing that? Did, did Andre Curbelo not implode in the middle of a season for a really good Illinois team? And then that it happened. happened a year later? That like, happened. I, I'm sorry. You don't get to say it hasn't happened multiple years. It was just one year. No, it's been two years. And it's been two consecutive years. And that's why it's fair to project that it might happen again particularly when you do know certain things about certain people that are in that locker room and the way they're wired and the way they've responded to adversity in the past. Next tweet. Sleepers lie. Michigan was the third best team in the country behind Gonzaga and Baylor, Hunter's freshman year. The truth. Those duck merchants got exposed on their home court by Illinois. Mm, Okay. Funny one there. Appreciate that. I mean, certainly that's just an entertaining comment. By all metrics that you can monitor and evaluate and analyze basketball, Michigan was the third best team in the country that year. Go to Ken Palm, go to Tor, go to anything. Go to any advanced metrics that you can. In fact, go to the Big Ten record books and see. They actually did win the Big Ten that year. I get it. It should have been a split. It's COVID. Who gives a shit? But No, you don't get to claim Michigan wasn't a good team because Illinois beat them head-to-head. They were the third-best team in the country that year. Illinois was 3B. You're both good. It's not hate. It's just an accurate statement. Number four, sleepers lie. Quote, I know for a fact that Gibbs Lawhorn is pissed regardless of if Illinois is winning. I could see the wheels falling off by December. The truth? You actually don't know this because you're a sad engagement baiter with no sources. I want to be careful on this one. What we say on our show is our opinions. We say our opinions based on things that we do know that come from real sources. And like it or not, whatever you want to say, we absolutely are plugged in with real sources at a variety of levels, specific to Illinois, specific to the Big Ten, specific to the country. You name a person, we're probably plugged in with them in the college basketball world. You name a coach in this sport, I've probably shaken the coach's hand in the last year at an on-site event. We have connections, whether you like it or not. And when we report things or when we say that we're projecting things, It's substantiated by things that we have heard. And I will leave it at that. The final one from this thread. Sleepers lie. Illinois has been great in October, November. Guys get unhappy around December and things implode. We've seen it year after year. The truth. Illinois has the most Big Ten wins the last four years. That is hard to do when you consistently implode before conference play like to give you some numbers. I know we say we're not a math podcast, but just for this very day, Carter, can we be a math podcast? Get your calculator out, my friend. You tell me if this is imploding. Looking at the last four seasons, Illinois has had one team that I would define as unequivocally great the entire season. That was the 2021 Illinois team. That team did not implode. The other three seasons, in my opinion, did. And here are the numbers that I have on that. In 2020, 22, and 23 combined, Illinois 
under Brad Underwood, 47 and 16 from the beginning of the season through January 31st. 47 and 16. That is so good. The record from February 1st through the end of the year, those three seasons, 17 and 17. 500 ball club for the final two months of the season in three of the last four years. You call that what you want. I call it implosion. When you add 500 ball from a team that clearly has a higher ceiling than that, the ceiling of a team that's top 10 in the country that they've shown every single year under Brad Underwood. And then all of a sudden they're a 500 team from February on. And it leads to, what do you know? You can't win two straight games in the tournament ever. Yeah. You call that whatever you want. Illini burner. I will call it implosion on my podcast where I get to share my opinions. And look, you get to share yours. Your Twitter account is where you get to share yours. That's fine. But uh, no, we're not lying. Don't paint anything like this as lies. We know our shit. We back up our shit. And I stand by every single thing we said on yesterday's episode. And and to wrap this up, congratulations. You've just been slept. The thing is, this is probably like he's probably just going to clip this, right? That that would be my assumption. He claims he hates the show so much, but isn't he just going to clip this? Maybe, but also, can I throw one more thing on your on your third point about our opinions and being plugged in? Look, we're not like holier than thou. We're better than anyone. Like we're more plugged in than other people. That's not the way we're approaching. Okay, like Greg said, it's our opinions based on the things that we do here. And I think that it goes unnoticed that, you know, when we're wrong about something or we're wrong about an opinion, we don't just like rush over it. We, you know, we're not, we, we admit when we maybe cause something wrong. If something does happen that we, if something doesn't happen that we thought would happen, we're probably going to be the first to tell you, be like, damn, we misread that one. Damn. I don't know what happened on that one. So I don't understand. If you don't want us to have an opinion, then what are we supposed to do this whole time? Just read you a box score? It doesn't sound too fun. Doesn't sound like a great listen. Yeah, I just I've never understood like getting upset when we address that we were wrong. Like we're very, I think, very good at owning when we're wrong. And people uh, seem to we, not like and, it. And I gotta listen back because I, I might be a little bit confused. But I thought during that Illinois segment, we were also very complimentary of what Illinois did. It was the most upset I've ever seen our comment section on any Illinois video we've ever done. And it's on a video where they beat the number one team in the country and we praised them a lot. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I missed the mark. Trust me. I'm taking that to heart. I said that I left a comment on our video that was like, Hey, if I, if my tone crossed the line in any way, I take that to heart. I will do my best to make sure I speak to the players on this team in a fair and appropriate way for the rest of the season. With that said, I will not speak to this Twitter account in a fair way ever. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You come out and disrespect us and lie about us. Uh, I'll bring some facts to the table and we can discuss it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, should be, should be fun. I'm sure this certainly won't make its way back to him in any way, shape or form. Right. Uh, I'm sure. He doesn't listen to the show, right? He doesn't follow yeah, us. I don't, I don't know how he listened to yesterday's episode that he's telling people not to listen to with a six thread tweet. All right, let's move on. We spent enough time on that. Uh, to your YouTube comment of the day. By the way, I'm drinking Tim Horton's coffee for the first time ever day, or first time ever. So uh, 
if anyone wants to be upset with me for that rant or has any thoughts on it, it's Tim Horton that did that. That's who you can file your complaints with. I'm wired. I'm jittery right now. I'm kind of shaking. I'm scared for the rest of this episode. It's Tim Horton's fault. There's not a Tim Horton's near your house. Yeah, there is. Don't you pass like four of the coffee places before you get to Tim Horton's? I didn't go to an actual Tim Hortons. I got Tim Hortons coffee at an establishment I went to today. Ah, understood. Okay. All right. Well, let me let me go to my YouTube comment of the day. Uh, this might be a little bit cheating on this one, but this member, this person on this YouTube video is actually a member of our Discord. But I want to read this because I think it resonates true. This comes from Trevor, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, but I think it's Salih. Uh, most comments with questions on this video and on other videos have been discussed in the Discord. These guys have more time to discuss and go back and forth in that format. Trust me, the Discord is well worth the couple bucks. I thought that was a great plug for the Discord because I think that we do do a good job in part of it and not to sound like, a, oh, it's uh, you're paying to engage with us because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm me and you're you. It's not like you're engaging with, I don't know, Goddamn Bob does sports or something like that or some bigger entity. But there is somewhat of a luxury to be able to just like talk the shit with us and, you know, go more in depth on some of these things that maybe you're upset about in the YouTube comments. I know that we do have some Illinois fans that are in our discord and we have very, very in-depth conversations about Illinois and other things going on in college basketball. So if for any reason join up for a month and and let us have it if that's what you want but i promise you that if you join up i i got pretty good fat i got a pretty good feeling you'll stick around so that's another double discord plug to join the discord thank you trevor for that comment yeah appreciate that all right let's get right to the discord for comments uh join the discord link is in the description of every single video that we do it's popping off right now we gave away two tickets by the way to uh, Natalie Rose yesterday. Shout out to Natalie Rose. We uh, have arranged the arrangements for the game that she wants to go to. So that will be very exciting. Uh, Cart, we didn't send yesterday's episode in the comment section. I'm just realizing that. I'm not sure where to start where uh, we didn't pick up from yesterday. I'm dropping the ball right now. Okay, we got Boobies player of the day yesterday. Uh, I think that was where this ended. And did we do Tristan's comment about how you covering the team will change? You did yeah. that, right? Yep. Okay. Um, okay. I think we start here with Trent Frazier is goat. Did Illinois solidify itself as the clear number three team in the big 10 going into the year? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's fair to say right now, based off the games that we've seen, I don't know. Has Maryland played an exhibition yet? If they did, I missed it. I think they played a secret scrimmage, maybe not yeah. a full exhibition, and it wasn't great. Like all the there was no freshman on the box score or anything. Yeah. So right now, as of as of exhibition games, I'm putting secret scrimmages aside, honestly, in this just because I trust exhibitions a little bit more, just a little bit more formal in my eyes. I would say that Illinois is the third best team in the conference right now. Because I I was I did like the things I saw from Ohio State, but also saw some things I didn't like from Ohio State against Dayton. So I would give the I would give the edge to Illinois right now. I think that's fair to say as a third best team. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm fine to call them number three uh, with the caveat that I want to see Maryland. That's it. Uh, I but I think like there was talk of like, oh, is it Ohio State and Maryland? 
Ohio State, from everything I've seen and heard, should be a tier below these teams. Uh, Illinois at three, Maryland at four, for me, I think is totally appropriate. You beat the number one team in the country, you absolutely belong. I wouldn't be upset if you said that Illinois should have an argument to be right there with Michigan State for 2A, 2B, to be honest. But uh, I'm fine with them at three for now. Another one from Trent Frazier is GOAT. I think Brad coached to win the game, but it seemed like Self did too. If you look at the box score, Kansas only played six guys, real minutes. Both teams play their best players, and Illinois won. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I, think, I think both coaches coached to win this basketball game. 100%. Which I think in general was a surprise. Like if we came across like we were slandering Brad by saying we, we were surprised, that's more about the entire game as a whole. Like we had been speculating in the Discord – I think it was Coy who said he thinks both coaches will keep this game close one way or another. Like we had speculated there might be a 10 minute stretch where they play all of their bench guys, both that clearly didn't happen. There's nothing wrong with that. It was the best thing for viewers of the game. Um, but yeah, us saying like Brad played like this was the national championship game is not saying self didn't Illinois yeah. went toe to toe with the number one team in the country and beat them. That's a, a credit to Brad for how he handled this. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says he thinks, this Purdue team is a lot like Kofi's junior year team, but minus Plummer, small guards who can't shoot around a giant generational talent. Do you like that comp? I don't because I think that Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer can shoot. Ooh. I think they both can shoot. Yeah. They didn't make, or at least Fletcher didn't shoot what he should have last year. And uh, Braden needs to up the attempts, but I think I agree with you. Yeah. I don't buy Lance Jones though. I, I don't, but I'm, but I'm saying, yeah, I don't, don't buy Lance Jones, but I do buy Fletcher and Braden Smith as shooters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seyfried says, what's the official over underline on Kenny Payne's first firing date? I don't think he makes it to the end of November. Isn't that more disastrous than just letting him coach the season though? I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I think if you fire Kenny Payne, now we're in the middle of the season. They don't even have enough players to finish the season. What you think? Because you think players will just be done? I think every, I think every player on that roster, if they fired Kenny Payne, would just be I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. Do we know if Nolan Smith is still on that staff? I think he is. I feel like if Nolan Smith's like the intern head coach, he could keep that team around. Maybe Nolan Smith kind of. I'm intimidated by him. He, he he's not afraid to scrap anybody on Twitter. Like facts. No, I feel like Nolan Smith with anybody is like me with a Connor servant hype train or whatever it is. I don't know. He's just ready. Malik Perry says move hall to the three and Aikens play only guard minutes. The freshmen and sophomores need more minutes because next year, a lot of people will be gone. They need to be ready for that reality. PS. I know we have five guards meant the caps. Uh, He put that last part of the sentence in all caps do you want to move Malik Hall to the three no do you want to move Malik Hall anywhere if if I if I'm reading this correctly we want to move Jay Nakins the 40 percent three-point shooter who excelled in his role at the three last year from Michigan State out of that role for Malik Hall is that is that what's being proposed I don't know if he means move Aikens somewhere else or not. Where's it? Where's Aikens going to the four? There's only five numbers in one through five. I I I don't agree with that move. I don't know if there is a move for Malik Hall. It's not to the three. Let's just say that. Where if there was a move for Malik Hall, where would it be to? 
I, I think he's at his the position he should be at. He's a four. I wasn't sure if you were going to say like Oakland. No, no, he's a four. Could do some generational numbers, him and Rocket. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I The only thing I would add to this is uh, I would not think anything about next year this year if I'm Michigan State. Uh, and that's me. I think they're going to be better next year. I've said that over and over again. I think if if you get Fears and Akins for a year with Kurtang and the front court sticks around, that's the best Michigan State team since Cassius. But you don't plan for that. You have a team that can win a national title this year. Don't think about next year. Do whatever you can. Um, now, I just don't know where Malik Hall factors into that, though. Another one from Malik Perry. He says, you should be a chef for Halloween, Greg, because you'd be cooking and roasting. But don't give MSU no loopholes, excuses, or anything. C-. minus. They are five- and four-year players. They have no more chances. I don't know what that means. I feel like I would love to do an entire hour one day of just Malik Perry comments and I read them to you and you have to try to interpret that. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't know what that I mean, you're definitely not a chef. I I'll give him that. But I'm not a chef? Yeah. Why not? Well, I mean, just because I think based off your food takes, you just wouldn't be the chef of this podcast. You definitely would be the chef of the pot. You've shown a commitment to chefing. What's that mean? What does that wait a minute? Hold on a second. Is that a fat joke? No, it's not. You've you've brought materials to every episode. We're a basketball podcast, and you want to make it a cooking podcast. I'm just saying, if we had a sleepers media cook off or a potluck, there would be a huge swarming around the dish that I bring. You would have your whole dish to yourself. Have you ever won any sort of cook-off? I've never been Be honest. in a cook-off. Be I've, never been, I've never been in a cook-off. Interesting. I've been in one cook-off in my life. I won that cook-off. Against who? This was a grilled cheese cook-off, a grilled cheese competition at my former company. I trust you with grilled cheeses. I will say that. My dish was a breakfast grilled cheese, an original Ooh. dish, original recipe by the way, and I won 90% of the first place votes. That sounds fire. It was fire. It would be a good breakfast bit, to be honest. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if we can talk like head-to-head chefing, that's fine. Who would be a better chef? If it came down to bartending, like who can make a better drink, I'm putting you under the table. Oh, hell no. You I've, would only just, see, I've, only, I've only ever seen you make two ingredient drinks. You would just doll something up for no reason like you're 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 sprinkling you'd be sprinkling garnish that doesn't need to be there that ruins the taste just for visuals and you wouldn't even do the visuals well that's the truth it wouldn't be about i'd bring out some some smoked bitters on your ass and you'd be cooked it's just not not needed and uh you would overdo the bitters that's the point you're a you're an excess guy when it comes to drinks i've seen it before interesting i'm just saying Coy jumps in. He says, aside from Creighton and Notre Dame, who are some of your special interest teams to watch this season? Teams on his list are Texas A&M, Florida, and Arizona. Hmm. I think immediately Miami's one for me. I've said it on other podcasts. I am actually very intrigued to watch UNC this year, uh, especially after that first exhibition as well. It looks like RJ Davis is hearing the disrespect too about things that were going on around the program. And then the third one I put in there, probably Texas, just because I'm a Longhorn. 
I think those are the three teams I would throw out there. Can I get a list of everything you are? You've said I'm a Buckeye, I'm a Longhorn, I'm a Spartan, obviously. What all? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Spartan dog first, through and through, Wolf Wolf. You know how that goes. Uh, historically, I'm a historically I'm a Buckeye basketball guy because I just feel like I'm always sticking up for them. Then probably third, I'm a Longhorn, and then obviously the new one this year, uh, uh, you know, Creighton. They're the fourth team, so hopefully they move up throughout the year. Are you in a line eye? Like you've been in the orange crush. I feel like at times you've been in a line eye. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm cut out for the orange crush. You've never been a boilermaker, that's for sure. Yeah, never been a boilermaker. But I don't I don't think I can be a, I don't know if I can be a full a line eye because I I had the fear of God struck in me by the orange crush. Yeah. Yeah. In a good I mean, in a good way, but just like not for me. That was my favorite moment of college hoops to go last season. Just you in the orange crush while Dane Danger ripped your soul out. It was so good. It was so fun. Uh, my answer to Corey's question, he had his team on his list, but I really am excited to watch Florida. Uh, mostly, I can't believe I'm saying that. I hate Todd Golden and his offenses. Um, like Todd Golden, the person a lot. Just don't believe in his coaching abilities. But I am curious if Riley Kugel is good enough to transcend that. Because I think Riley should be a top five weapon offensively in the country. And uh, if I'm going to be really sad if he's just like wasted in a Todd Golden offense. And if he's good enough to transcend it, then like we might need to have a conversation about Golden for the first time in a while. My second team, I've said it multiple times, Syracuse. I'm so excited to see what Syracuse looks like without that nepotism vehicular manslaughterer. I'm so excited. Are you not excited for that? I mean, I'm I'm excited to see them not play zone, and I'm excited to watch J.J. Starling and Judah Mintz. Yeah. That's like watching Syracuse play man-to-man and Judah Mintz's first possession ripping his dude and going coast-to-coast. It's going to be Seems. incredibly fun. Uh, Travis Nelson says, my full thoughts on yesterday's episode. Having good shooters on your team is a nice luxury to have. Definitely is. Got to make sure you play them. You sure do. Tristan, in honor of Halloween, which front courts would be the scariest to deal with for Carter? And then for me, which shooters would be the scariest to defend? Like the scariest front court in the country? Is that what the question is? Yeah, who would be the scariest front court to deal with? Or scariest front court player to guard for you? Mm. I mean, scariest to guard would be Edie, for sure. Um, I think that's pretty easy. But as a front court as a whole, ooh. The two to come to mind are both Big East teams. I think that Kalk and Miller are gonna be really good for Creighton. And then I think Klingon and Caravan, especially Klingon and Caravan, because Caravan can kind of stretch the floor as well. Like that gives you like that that puts front courts in a tizzy because you got that monster down low, and then you got a four man who can actually step out and shoot the ball. Why do I feel like if you and I played Zach Eady and Fletcher Lawyer to 11 and we got the ball first, we could like maybe lose 11-3? It'd probably be 11-5 just based off the fact that I'm going to have Fletch in mental hell. <laughs> I mean, absolute mental hell. The Clark, I'm going to pull out my iPhone notes and put my Clarkston notes on the Jumbotron and scream them out loud as he tries to make an entry pass into Eady. I feel like it would take Zach like a good five minutes just to adjust to like who is this? Like what 
what is why is this guy saying these things? And then once he locked in, it would be over. But yeah, I think we I think we could jump on him early. Um, my I've never uh, like I'm obviously come on I'm obviously not a defense guy, but uh, like I'm not scared to defend shooters because. I know how they operate. Like when I'm, when I'm guarding just a dead eye shooter, I'm like, I know all your tricks. I do the tricks. Like I, I have your book. I have your playbook FBI, right? Like that's, there's just not like, Oh, I know you're going to go here. You're going to fade this to the corner. Like it just is what it is. Um, I am very afraid at all times of getting switched down to point guards and, or having to guard like super bouncy, quick, muscular wings. Uh, I just I have no answer for that. You can go right through me. I'm a paperclip. <laughs> who's the scariest? What what was that? So who's the scariest? I I think in college basketball, the player I would be most afraid to get switched onto or have to guard would be Terrence Shannon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Terrence Shannon would just yeah he'd put me on a leash and it's over. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Booby has his player of the day. Florida State center Cam Corhan. Was thrown into the fire last year, but was one of Florida State's only bright spots. Hamilton came out and said he has been their most improved player in the offseason, which is very intriguing. Is a good pick and pop big with some shooting potential. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Booby Sweet. I don't care about that guy at all. Uh, I'm gonna watch Florida State probably to watch Bobo Miller, but I I don't care about that guy you just mentioned. But I commend you for being deep in the Tallahassee trenches. Uh, the only people I, I know, Baba Miller and Cameron Fletcher, Angel Reese's boyfriend. I don't know about the other guy. He's dating Angel Reese. Yeah. That's fun. I had no idea. Love yeah. that. Um, so the, wait, does that make are him and Julian Reese boys? Yes. Kind of want to team up there. Can we get Cameron Fletcher on Maryland before it's too late? Camperoon? I'm intrigued. I we would love to tamper. Our tampering lines are on. Um, quick Florida State shout. Uh, our boy G Fed sleepers correspondent may be headed to Florida State with Jalen Ramsey. That's a what? real thing that's happening. Like I was texting G Fed last night, and like Jalen Ramsey's just in his DMs. Like I'm serious, bro. Come out, lol. I got a text from G Fed at midnight that was like college hoops to go in Tallahassee with Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, <laughs> say the word, let's go. So. Uh, who knows that that's the world our correspondent is constantly living in. Uh, and last thing, I feel like Booby, while I love this effort, I love this endeavor and I want it to continue. I feel like one of these days, Booby is just going to slide in with a fake player and we're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Like these are getting more and more fake every single are day. Are we sure this guy's real? What's his name? Cam Corhan. Cam Corhan. C-O-R-H-E. I just looked. Cameron Corhan. Yeah, he's a real player. His career, he had 18 against Notre Dame. Wow. That's not impressive. <laughs> Shrews is there now. That ain't happening. One of these days, he's going to hit us with a fake player. I'm on to your tricks, Booby. Final comment of the day. Trent Frazier is goat. Says Greg was on to something with his Drake album comment at the gym. This shit hard. Yeah. For all the dogs, does slap in the lab. It is a good one. All right. Uh, thank you to the comments today. Shout out to the Discord. Join the Discord. We really appreciate the support. Click the link in every video. And uh, it's $9.99 a month to be a paid supporter of Sleepers Media. You get access to Carter and I at all times. We were up until like 2 in the morning last night sharing some stories of the players and coaches we've gotten to meet in this process, including the time Porter Moser bought an entire bar, Shots. 
uh, and we clinked glasses with him in Chicago. That was pretty nice. fun. Uh, so anyways, join the Discord. We're going to bring in Guy now. Sleepers list guy. Guy has a mystery list for us that we are going to guess live on the show. Without further ado, here's Sleepers Guy. It's a special moment in Sleepers history right now. We welcome to the show Sleepers Guy, a.k.a. our list guy guy, a.k.a. Guy. Uh, for anybody listening to this that is like, who is this guy? Uh, the backstory is pretty simple. Guy sent us an email, cold call type email, maybe a month ago now that uh, was a fantastic email. In my opinion, it's a Hall of Fame email, the best email I've ever read in my life. It caught our attention immediately, included probably seven sleepers, insider jokes. You could immediately tell he was a longtime listener of the show. It was witty. It was smart. It was funny. And it basically said, if you ever need any help, if there's ever a foot in the door here, I would be very interested in it. I responded. It was like, give us your number. We started messaging back and forth and uh lo and behold now we have a list guy named guy who could be so much more than a list guy by the way i think this kid is incredibly talented and has a very bright future uh so anyways point is welcome to the show guy sleepers media first real addition to the team that we've ever had and it's an honor to have you on the show my friend welcome to the sleepers podcast i'm very excited to uh to be here i wouldn't call myself special i call myself regular no absolutely not that's what we're not gonna do here guy okay you're, you're we we have a keen eye i would say i don't mean to toot our own horn but we have a keen eye for when guys have it and you my friend have it and when you know we're gonna make you realize it one way or another and honestly this is a great moment for me because for anyone who's not watching for anyone who's listening to this episode uh this is our first time like actually seeing guy and it's even better in person, my friend. Let me tell you that right now, kid. You're going to be special. I feel the spark. Has anyone ever told you you look like Walker Kessler? No, I got Cooper flagged the other day, though. Oh, we're oh, we're back. <laughs> oh, we're so, we got the one. Yeah, Guy did send us like a, I don't know if I'd call it a selfie or what, but it was like a, I wore this shirt to school today picture. I'm wearing the sh- same shirt today. Show, Caleb let, let's see the baby, shirt. Let's yeah. go. Caleb loves Caleb shirt. Club. Card and I, uh, Card and I text each other on the side immediately and said, oh, we got the one. This is the guy. Uh, so hopefully by now you're familiar with Guy, though. If not, uh, you should go follow him. What, what's the Twitter handle, Guy? Uh, guy F underscore. I think I have underscore. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. Underscore uh, might be in the wrong spot, but he just made a Twitter account and uh, we're we're going to be promoting a lot of the stuff that he does this year. He has a lot of plans in store beyond just the list that we've already started working into the show. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of unveiling a secret piece of news here, but a TV guide is going to be a thing incoming so i'm very excited about this like we said bright future basketball fan uh incredibly entertaining kid so uh we're very happy to have you here and today you've brought a list to the show guy the catch here is that we don't know what this list is normally we we work with you on the list a little bit we give you what we're looking for we come up with topics this one you're like i have 10 names plus four honorable mentions and I'm not telling you what this list is. So uh, I'm going to throw it to you. Why don't you read the names from the list? Give us a little bit of a preface. Like, don't reveal what it is, but maybe give a hint at the top on uh, how you led to find these names. Uh, well, I actually found these names on Friday night, bef- uh, sitting in a movie theater before the movie started. <laughs> uh, uh I was kind of bored. Uh, it was supposed to start at 
I think 6.30 or 7, and it didn't, didn't end up starting until like 7.15. Uh, so had some had some extra time. So uh, obviously we're a pro Creighton podcast here, so we have Stephen Ashworth at number one. Got RJ Davis at the two spot. Tremont Mark, I actually moved him up from like five after the uh, scrimmage on Saturday or Sunday, whenever that was. Let me let me note that for guessing purposes. You moved him up from the fifth spot. Uh, I moved him up from the fifth spot okay. to number three. I need all I need all hints and clues matter. Okay, go on. Greg, your power forward is at number four. Olivier Kamwa. I learned how to pronounce that the other day. By the way, that was pretty good work. Cool. Uh, Braden Smith. Uh, he was moved down after the uh, the scrimmage, even though he looked the best. But uh, you know, Purdue, Arkansas. Uh, Sean Padula from Virginia Tech at number six. His numbers were dirty last year, by the way. I I, uh, I checked him because I was kind of like, do I go him or Hunter Couture? He averaged 15 a game last year and still had like five assists. We're a pro, uh, Padula, we're a pro Padula podcast for sure. I feel yeah. like that that little Padula quip is the key to us solving this puzzle, by the way. That little, the the additional, it was him or Couture, and I went with, that's going to lead me to this answer. Continue. Oh, I know it. I know it. Go ahead. I know it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Matt Cleveland, Miami at seven. Uh, we have the player with the best name in college basketball at number eight, Pop, Pop Isaacs. I mean, Doug, McDan- Doug McDaniel exists. I'm going first names. I mean, his first name's Doug, D-U-G, <laughs> but continue, sorry. He just spells it differently than, like, a guy at an office. It's true. Uh, Tristan Newton, uh, national champion at number nine. Uh, Keishad Johnson at number 10. Uh, and then my honorable mentions, I've got four of them to make it easy. Uh Max Rice, Boise State. DJ Burns, more of an emotional pick there, but uh, NC State. I'd probably put him at last of the honorable mentions. Still a very good basketball player. And then Trey Mitchell and Bruce Thornton. Carter, I know you're a Buckeye. I, I mean, honestly, the honorable mention list really touches probably a lot of a lot of heartstrings for me. Max Rice, love him. Anyone that c- cooks with a mop cut, always good in my book. DJ Burns, close to 300 pounds. I resonate with that. Trey Mitchell, stretch four, also resonate with that. And I'm a Buckeye, <laughs> so Bruce Thornton. I mean, the honorable mention list is what I is 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 my part. Both of the things you just said you resonate with are not factual about you, but I'll let both of those slide, I guess. You're not 300 pounds. You're not a stretch four. <laughs> I, uh, okay, come on. Good Lord. Just being honest. You, Cart, you said you think you know what this list is. What do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's... It's like, I'm not sure what the actual term is, but I know it's like, like, is it like a sidekick list or like the Rob, a list of Robins in college basketball to Batmans? Nope. Okay. I have a couple thoughts. I, when you said that, I thought you got it right though. Um, but I, so my initial thought as we started going down this list until we got to Braden Smith was, Guys that did not lead their team in scoring last year that will this year. I think that applies to most of the names on this list, but Braden Smith, obviously not. He's not going to lead the team in scoring. 
So we have to tweak that. But I think it's something to do with like they didn't do X last year and they are doing X this year. That's my current theory. Cart, how do you feel about that as a theory looking at this list? I, I'm kind of mad you wasted your theory guess before we even got our promise hint from Guy. Oh, yeah. Do we? Should we get a hint? Yeah, we were promised a hint. Uh, okay. Uh, on the official Big 12 website uh, for Media Day, they spelled Max Asmus and uh, who is the other one? Oh, Dewan Harris's name's wrong. That's our hint? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good hint. It's the, the, media, the Media Day page where they had all the polls and stuff. That should help you. Did you spell these guys' names wrong? No. No, I spelled their names right. The official Big 12 website spelled Dewan Harris and Max Asmus's name wrong. Is that are you being honest when you say that happened? Yes, I am. They spelled Dewan Harris with an E instead of an A in Dewan. Like the they spelled it D-E-Wan. And then uh Max Asmus, they spelled it Ace Mams. I mean, this is this list has nothing to do with spelling, though, right? This is, no, it has nothing to do with spelling. It's just I wonder why I was looking at that website when I was making the picks. We shouldn't have got we shouldn't have got the hint. I'm sorry, that's on me. Now I'm completely in a tizzy. Wait, okay, you were just looking at, about it, media. You were looking at Big Twelve media days. Well, the most recent one, the coaches poll and stuff. Media days. Yeah, Cart, you've—I mean, you've baffled us. We are way off the mark now. That's on you. you okay, can I, wait, can I get one? I have one last guess. All these guys went to their first media day this year. No, mm. but it does have, have something directly to do with media days. That's all I That's got. G. Something to do with media days. One day, how these guys disrespected. None of these guys made any all-conference teams. Yep. Most likely guys to make all-conference teams. Come on, Carter. Wait. This is a great list, guy. You Come you, on. Guy, a couple days ago, you looked us in the eyes and via text said, I have to earn my spot. And then you came on the show with a secret list that is incredibly creative, that puzzled us, and that ultimately we cracked the code of. I'm in awe of you right now. And so just to be clear, the, this is guys that didn't make their preseason all-conference list that we think will. Yep. That's correct. You know what? That's crazy because I, I saw and nobody's the, done it. Yeah, that's a great that's a guy. That's what I'm that's why you are RPG, man. That's why when we are in turmoil and the other team is pressing us and we can't get across half court, we get you the ball and let you get us in our sets. That's impressive. It's an incredible list. Also, now that we're looking at it, I can't believe RJ Davis didn't make all conference. Yeah. He didn't make any team, like literally any. That's crazy to me. Um, he also was great in their first game. I love Ashworth at one. I think that's a great pick. Creighton podcast. I uh I give you credit for flipping around. You move Tremont Mark up, you move Braden Smith slightly down. I think that's the right move given what we know. Card Olivier Kamwa at four. Do we uh do we think he could make all-conference, all-Big Ten? I, I think he could. I think I had him preseason, I think, second or third, I think it was. God, this is just a great list. This is a great list. 
I give you so much credit. Guy, who's your favorite player on this list? Uh, I mean, probably Sean Padula. Uh, I think Virginia Tech is going to be like that sneaky bid steal team that they were two years ago. Uh, I don't know. I like him a lot. I think with Bazilli gone as well, he could take another jump from 15 and 5 to 18 and 6. Uh, I don't know. It's a good team. Padula was like minus 400 for any betters at home for to be guy's favorite player on this list. Uh, whoa, I, whoa, whoa. No. Pop. I love, I love me some pop. Pop is my favorite player just like playing wise, but Padula is the one who I think is most likely to be on a team. Okay. Respect. Uh, you are a noted on record Caleb Love guy. I am. I'm wearing a shirt today. How do you feel about R.J. Davis, though? I feel like by default, if you're a Caleb Love guy, you can't be an R.J. Davis guy. I think I'm just not a North Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like, or let's change that. Not a Hubert Davis guy. Mm. Okay. I think you are a Carolina guy if you're not a Hubert Davis guy. Every <laughs> every Carolina guy we know is not a Hubert Davis guy. My mom did go to Carolina. You're just full another, of mystery. How just, another, just, a, just another thing just thrown into the fold. I just I just have just what make this. This is a great. I don't want to be. I'm not saying this just because this is the episode we have you on. I think my personal favorite was the short Kings list. I think that was my personal. This this is my favorite. This yeah. is my favorite list so far. This is by far the best list you've done. Um, also, for our next list, can we get guys top 10 episodes that his brother was on of the office oh i mean i gotta go back and watch it now (laughs) giving me homework i just want to i mean teaser for those out there i want everybody listening to this to think that your brother is john krasinski that's what i'm hoping for (laughs) we'll see also no more homework for guy no no more more. (laughs) yeah zero i've had i'm still in the deep end of that that's tough (laughs) guy what movie did you see last week uh i saw barbie great movie but jesus that's been out for like two months (laughs) you went to go see barbie (laughs) little late to that one guy did you like it yeah a little little late it was pretty funny yeah Uh, yeah i gotta i gotta watch all these movies uh been a bit busy uh friday night halloween weekend you know good time as ever to watch a comedy i I love the mindset absolutely and uh it is halloween guy do you have a halloween costume tonight uh well i was actually planning on on wearing it here i said in the discord that i would wear it uh join the discord uh i i have a a green dark green suit jacket so i was thinking of going with like a tom Izzo midnight madness kind of vibe i love it oh my god yeah, we that's got, so good we got, the, we got the one we, we really do. did we do man god i feel so I, lucky to be this is why you your check presence. your emails this is why you check your emails this is why you do it it's incredible uh all right guy we know you have uh a dentist appointment actually approaching so we'll let you go here but uh on the note before you leave is everything okay? Are, are we going to the dentist just for a checkup here? Do we have like any sort of surgeries going on? What do we need to prepare for? It's a, it's a tough one today. Tough one today. I got to get braces on the bottom teeth. Oh, ah. sorry. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, at least I got to listen to the pod live. <laughs> I mean, it's a small consolation prize. This is going to save like 20 minutes later today. Thank God. Uh, listen, man, we appreciate everything you're doing. I messaged you a little bit over the weekend to just tell you truthfully, uh, you're ahead of everybody your age as far as interest in getting into the sports media world. So uh, if we can play a very small part or a very large part in helping you along the way, we would absolutely love that. Uh, you've crushed everything thus far. You're intelligent, you're entertaining, uh, and you're just great to have around as a presence for us. So this will not be the last time that you're on the show. Again, that was a great plug to join the discord because if guy can join the discord, if he can find a way to pay nine 99 a month, there's no reason that adult humans that listen to the show should not be able to do it. Uh, and you're the best, man. We appreciate you. Good luck at the dentist. I'm really sorry for your your lower teeth today. I'll be thinking of them all day. But you'll persevere. That's what you do. That's what Sleepers Media does. We do. We persevere and we uh, we dominate. Unless we're Carter Elliott in the post. You really are part of it. You really are. That's You're in now. You're in. Once you take a basketball slide at me, you're in. Follow Guy on Twitter. You'll see his work with Sleepers all season long. Uh, let's get back to the show. What a first performance from Guy. I mean, I feel like we didn't fully know what to expect. Like, we had a good gauge on him from text-based conversation, but you never know what someone's going to do under the bright lights. Like, you sign a five-star recruit, and then you get to the exhibition game, and you're kind of like, well, he's going to play 30 minutes. Let's see what happens. And then some guys are like, Jet Howard, 27 points. And then some guys are like, he's going to need a red shirt here. He, that was a big-time performance. Oh, hundred percent. And you know what? Someone let someone let him slip through the cracks. Some, I mean, you. They, someone let him get out. Get that's like the oddest. That's like the recruit that's in state that's in, playing down the street from the arena, and somehow you don't go out and notice him, and he slips through the cracks, and he goes to some other school like five states away and cooks in another conference. Someone let him slip through the cracks, and I'm blessed. I'm blessed that he did because the kid's special, and also on his first appearance, he solidified himself as having the deepest voice on sleepers except for that one day i had a raspy voice yeah that slapped that day i don't know what happened that day uh yeah guy 100 sent like 11 emails out to people like i guarantee you mark titus has an email just like in his junk folder and uh <laughs> we just so happen to be the ones that responded We're, we feel very lucky we're blessed by your presence guy so great job that was a great list today uh, Cart, we're going to move on now and talk about the Louisville Cardinals. Our boy, Sky Clark, I feel so bad for him, man. I, I feel so bad for him. Louisville, on the same date of the year, October 30th, loses to a Division II opponent for the second consecutive year. Uh, this time, they lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. 71-68 to was the final score. I mean, Sky was just in a battle with Borja Fernandez. Sky Clark, say what you want. 24 points, seven rebounds, one assist, two turnovers. Uh, I don't know why I'm even reading stats. Louisville lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. That's the story here. And then Kenny Payne hit the podium and said, we're not going to win games like this with talent. Uh, th these, these are games that you should win with talent? Yes? No? I, I mean, that's just a... Oh. <laughs> the fact that they lost to Kentucky Wesleyan at home and then that's not even the worst thing that happened because you proceed to go to the podium and put on a generational stinker 
on the mic. Like, that's just bad vibes, KP. And, like, I think a month or so ago, I think I made the mistake of saying, like, Louisville's not going to be as bad as people think. Not saying they're going to be good, but they're not going to be as bad as people think. I was I was generationally wrong. Like, old takes exposed. This is bad. It's two straight years. I just don't know how a Louisville fan, Louisville, whatever you want to say, it, fan, can put up with this. Like what Russ Smith and Peyton Siva didn't die for this. Gorgie Dang, Wayne Blackshear, uh, Luke Hancock, they didn't die for this, man. They didn't, they didn't walk through those doors and paint the way, pave the way for this to happen. Don't you ever say that name on my podcast again, ever. What? Don't you ever say the LH word ever again on this show. I, I don't think it's ever been said. I don't think you've ever said it. Do not ever say those words again on this show. Uh, that's a warning. It's the final one I will ever give you. Uh, do you think, is this like, is this retribution? Is this like their payment for Rick Pitino's whole thing? Like, is this karma? It's uh, It's got to be at this point. It, it, it That's the only, that's the only plausible reason I could think that, that this would happen. It's Two gone years in a row. Yeah. At the crib? Yeah, it's gone past the point of like like just bad basketball. Now it's like mind-numbingly, how is this happening? Um I that's the thing that is frustrating for me is because like, okay, one horrible year from hell is a thing. That's fine. That happens. It's not fine. Trust me. Like, I'm not, I'm not justifying how bad Louisville was last year. I think they should have been better, but it's the transfer portal era, right? Like if you have any competency at all and are the head coach of a program that is as name brand recognition strong as Louisville is, you fix this in an off season. And I'm not even saying like you become a final four contender, but you have to go from how bad Louisville was last year to a real team with a real pulse with new players in that room that show signs of life and at least are competitive in ACC play. And I know we're not to ACC play yet, but this has to be like, like if it, did you watch much of these games? Because if you watch the games at all and I watched parts of both live and then I went back and watched the Matthew Love ball, it's like effort stuff. Like it's, it, it straight up is not just like, Oh, shots aren't going in. It's that these pretty talented players are giving horrendous effort. The body language is horrendous. There's no communication. They don't play like a cohesive unit. It is the ugliest high major basketball that I have ever seen since last year's Louisville team. Yeah, no, it, it is. And, and, and like you look at the Ken Palm teams or any teams in the metrics that are like in the 350 levels, those teams might not have talent. And yes, they might play some bad basketball, but my word, whatever Louisville did in that in that game against Kentucky Weston, that's some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. Like truly, some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. And like, and then your coach gets to the podium and then does that. It's just like I, I don't know how much longer people can put up with that. To be honest with you, there's no like this. What's the? There's no way this gets better, is there? Like, so that's I was going to ask gonna you happen. if if you're the Louisville AD, when's he fired by? Shit. I'm built different. I, last night, I'm gonna say the moment that I heard him say, it, "We don't win games like this with talent." That's when I would have cut the cord. If I'm the Louisville AD, I'm like, "No, you beat Division Two teams with talent. You're Louisville." 
Yeah. Like, like that. That's that's the other thing. How do you you? I mean, you said it in the transfer portal era. You're telling me out of all the players in the transfer portal and all the players in high school, but you're still Louisville. All right. Like that's that carries a bit of name recognition, brand recognition to it. You can't get players there. You can't get one player there. Not one to make a dip. Like, come on, man. It's just <laughs> Sky and Dennis Evans. Yeah, but like Dennis, Dennis Evans, I didn't even notice him out there yesterday. Yeah, zero shot attempts from their starting center. Um, actually, I don't know if he started. He was on the court for not a ton of time, 15 minutes, I think. But yeah, I uh I just I don't think this is getting better, right? Like I it's certainly not gonna like be a galvanizing moment for this team after the way last year went and the way this year has started, like, have you, uh, obviously you've played competitive basketball way higher than I ever have. Like, have you ever been a part of like a team that just knows it's going nowhere? Like, is it hard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my sophomore year, it was just like wheels imploding, everything falling apart. And part of that was like the older guys on the team, let it fall apart. So like as my sophomore year, the young, like once I saw the older guys fall apart, like I tried to pick up the pieces and some other guys tried to pick up the pieces. But once that started to fall apart, everything just started to fall apart. Guys quit. Guys left the team. Guys blatantly didn't care. Coach couldn't get through to those guys. It It's it's a it was a hellish year just in my life in general. Like in my 30 years of life, that was the worst year of my life. Just like it was God awful. Um, So, I you know. I don't, I don't know how you write this shit. Um, free Sky Clark, I think he'll be special on Michigan next year once Doug transfers after a really good season. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know how you fix this, to be honest. And I don't know, like, if – is Kenny – like, Kenny Payne has to be trying to fix this, right? Like, what's going on in practice? I don't know, man. Like, I can't tell. He might just be checked out. Like, isn't there a chance he's just like – yeah, I'm checked out. This just is cash and checks. I mean that th- that press conference was so bad. I don't know how. If you're a coach who intends on staying at your job, I don't know how you deliver the performance he did last night. Like, and he's had other moments. Like he called the uh, the red and white scrimmage, the blue and white scrimmage, as if it was Kentucky uh, last night. He uh, exclaimed at the the post game. He needed more rebounds from a player who didn't play in the game. Like that. Right. That was a right. real thing that happened. The every press conference that I've seen of his recently strikes me as like an SNL skit if they're trying to like make a parody of a coach who doesn't care about his basketball team or no basketball. Yeah, that's the thing is like the sad part. He's not even relevant enough for SNL to make fun of this. Like it's it's this bad, but like they would never do that because they're literally that irrelevant, which is crazy. It's Louisville. They should never be this irrelevant. Um, all right. Well, sad. It, this was a question uh, somebody asked us already, but do you have an over under for when you think Kenny Payne is no longer the Louisville coach? I don't think he's the coach by the end of November. Okay. I still think he gets through the season. I don't know how, but I think he gets through the season and then is fired immediately the day after. If, if he gets through, that's one of the greatest accomplishments in his coaching career. <laughs> Truly. I, honestly, everything changes in my mind if Kenny just gets to <laughs> April with the job still. Impressive, impressive stuff. Okay. Uh, final topic of the day. This should be a fun one. I asked you to bring three winners and three losers from exhibition week. I would term the last seven days as like 
secret scrimmage plus charity exhibition week. We've seen pretty much every team in the country in some form, whether uh, in like live basketball or whether we've gotten box scores, et cetera, et cetera. There's some narratives building based on small things, first impressions that we've heard and seen from teams. Three winners, three losers. I have my list. You have your list. We'll have you go first here. Give us your winners and losers. Okay. Uh, am I doing winners and losers? Like, you want me to go through all of them or just start with winners and then you go do one, winners? One by one, you can pick if you want to start with winners or losers. I'll start with winners. Uh, maybe a layup here, but my first winner is Maui slash charity because I think that all these games were sold out, all these charity games that were sold out. Um, it's Everyone came out a winner, I think, at the end of this because it was for Maui and for charity. Uh, I thought that the presentation was great. All the ticket sales going to that were great. The coaches wearing the Hawaiian shirts, the Maui strong t-shirts I thought were incredible. I'm still trying to find a link to those to support and also get those fire t-shirts. Like, please, someone link me with that. At the end of the day, I think it's great that all this was for charity and did a great job of raising money for a really good cause. And that should not be lost in all these exhibitions that are happening. I like that. Yeah, uh, anytime charity can win, we like that. Uh, question though, can we just make every game for charity? Like, why? Where do we draw the line on being pro charity? Uh, because we also because because sports programs also need money for themselves to make things happen, and NIL is a thing, and we love charity, but we also love the ability to pay Hunter Dickinson when he's in the portal. We couldn't do like 80-20 split twenty to charity all season long. We probably could. Can we get more charity? I guess that's my like. If, I, if, would if love more, I would love more charity. Everyone's in agreement. We love charity. Let's let's do more charity. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought we were gonna go back and forth. Uh, we can sorry. go back and forth. Do you want me to jump in? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, one of my winners, Caleb Love, is a winner. Oh. Uh, I think this is the first time I have ever uttered those terms in a sentence <laughs> together, but I, it feels refreshing. It feels good. Uh, here's why Caleb loves a winner. One, he is out of North Carolina, which uh, no offense to North Carolina, but I think he just needed a fresh start. Two, he is on Arizona and not on Michigan. He could have ended up at Michigan. Uh, Michigan might be pretty good. They looked good against Marquette. Based on what we heard from Arizona's first game and what you could see a little bit, uh, he's going to thrive. He's going to thrive in Tommy Lloyd's offense. They're going to get the ball in his hands a lot. I don't think there's a clunky fit here at all. I was worried there would be a clunky fit with Boswell, but I don't think there is, quite frankly. I think it would have been clunkier between him and Doug at Michigan because Doug needs to be kind of a ball-dominant guy. Uh, at Arizona, I think Caleb's going to be really free to do a lot of things, create for himself and create for others. He had a bunch of assists in his first game. He looks really damn good. I heard RC on After Dark last night. Uh, said he thinks Caleb Love will be a first-team All-American this season. I don't know if I'm that high on that, but I like that take. I could certainly see it happening, and uh, I only think that would have happened at Arizona and not at North Carolina. So winner, Caleb Love. I like that as a winner. Uh, honestly, you could throw Arizona, I think, as a winner in general. I've been very impressed in their exhibitions with how their players are played, like you mentioned, and also just team fit as well. Um my number two, and this is me catering to the people, but also taking a moment to step back and realize it. A winner of this is the Arkansas Razorbacks as a team, because everyone, including ourselves, I, I, I take a moment to step back and I think we did this as well. We talk so much about Purdue, 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 what Purdue did, what Purdue didn't do. 
I took a step back, went back and actually watched another Matthew Love's ball. And I was thoroughly impressed with how this Arkansas Razorback team looked. I mean, look, you get Trevon Brazil back. I thought Tremont Mark, he was one of my favorite players at Houston. As you know, Greg, I'm, I'm a Houston Cougar as well. I guess I should have added them to my list earlier when we spoke about it. But love Tremont Mark. Uh, I just think that this team did a really good job of adding some pieces and then also getting guys like Brazil back and then Devo Davis back. So I was really impressed with the team, really impressed with Muss in general. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Muss bus guy. So I, I think that you can mark up Arkansas Razorbacks as a winner um, in this case. Uh, I think they did a really good job both in the transfer portal and getting guys back. I like that call. I don't personally – I want to be careful because there's a lot of Arkansas fans who found our video yesterday. There's like a, a trove of Arkansas fans I didn't know exist that were like hungry for Razorback content. Sorry, Arkansas. We didn't talk much about you because we were talking about Purdue and we've been big 10 heavy on a lot of this. We can definitely start talking more Arkansas. Um, I don't love must though. That's, that's why I'm apologizing. He's just one of those guys that like, I love more in a love to hate way than I love in a love to love way. I think he's like a fantastic villain for the sport of college basketball. And maybe villain's not even a fair word because he's really fun. So that's harsh of me to frame him that way. But I just think he's a character in a good and bad way. So hearing you like deem him one of the biggest winners of the sport right away, is like, this could be the year of must. I'm realizing yeah. it right now. So this, and this is a theory that I've always held because at first I thought like the must thing was kind of a stick. Like a shtick, is that the word? Yeah, shtick. I thought it was a shtick. And that's and that's not like a bad thing. Like I think some coaches need to have that to kind of rally their team. I have this theory that if he was to go to another team, uh, he would basically take the form of whatever the team needs to be great. I think that he's doing this at Arkansas because he realizes he has a bunch of players that will rally around that and players that will embrace being a villain, embrace being like the Devo Davis to get up in you and talk shit and, you know, flex your, flex your muscle, take off your shirt after games. Like he realizes that's what gets his team going. And that's, what's going to lead his team to winning games. I don't know if he would necessarily do that anywhere else. I don't think we'll ever know that uh, because I just think that's, he gets Arkansas prototype players, guys to that team. So he'll always kind of stay in that mold that he has right now. But I actually do have a theory that he does it because of his team, not because of actually who he is. And I feel like you might hate that because you might think it's a fake thing, but I don't think it's a fake thing. I literally think he's doing that because that's what he knows will make his team great. I think that's my favorite theory I've ever heard, and it has now completely swung me on Mus. <laughs> like I now that I can buy, oh, he's doing this intentionally. I'm all in on it. I just, uh, yeah, I can't get over like the cringy, like that video. That, that was bad. That that's hard for me to get around. I do have a theory. While we're doing Mus theories, I have a theory that he is uh, social media era Tom Izzo. We might have to bump a segment back on that and get like a full breakdown of that. If you had to pick one guy to coin the term Mr. March in the last five years, is it not Mr. Muss? He's the most dangerous man in March. He went toe to toe with Bill Self and said, Yeah, I got you this past year. Yeah. Like yeah. his teams just make sweet 16s consistently. That's all they do. Uh, he needs to get through, he needs to get the final four. But yeah, I'm seeing like very small in stature man, very fiery wins in March. Yeah, didn't he go talk? He he. They beat that Gonzaga team with Chet, didn't they? 
Um, or did yeah, they lose that game? I th- I think so. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, I think they I think they won that game then lost to Duke. In my head, they did, but also in my head, Mark Few has lost every game he's played for the last eleven years. So <laughs> tough. Uh, okay, my next winner. I had Caleb Love as my first winner. My next winner is R.J. Davis. Uh, <laughs> Who's third? Armando Baycott. It is, isn't it? It's not. Okay. Uh, yeah, R.J. Davis wins, man. Uh, look, Caleb Love's gone. That's a win for R.J. <laughs> Toxic marriage. It's one of those times, like you see a divorce happen, and you're like. That was good for both of them. I'm happy. Like they're they're mutually happy. They're both separated now and they still get along and get coffee once in a while. Like that's good for you guys. You guys are mature and you did great. That's how I feel about this. Uh RJ had a great first game for North Carolina. Uh I think a lot of people are trying to do like the Elliot Cadeau's an upgrade from Caleb Love. I don't know that I see that yet. Elliot Cadeau's coming off the bench. Uh, and I, I would assume that changes at a certain point. He's looked great. Like all the highlights are special. He's a great passer. He had an elite looking dunk, but um, I mean, he's coming off the bench behind Pax and Wojcik right now. And if that's the case, what that means is that it's the RJ Davis show on offense. And uh, through one game, RJ has delivered in that sense. We just talked about it in the guy segment. He wasn't voted first team all conference crazy to me i think rj davis's numbers are going to be stupid on this carolina team and i'm really excited to see it and uh i'm happy for mom and dad they split up and they're both better off for it i don't want to misspeak on that uh or miss misspeak on this i don't think rj davis made any all acc team yeah that's crazy crazy like which is insane but i will say this with Cado, if he plays more than wojek it'll be i think that'll be the case what makes it different i'm not saying caleb love or or ellie Cado is different but the fact that Cadeau is a generational passer, I think just makes things easier for RJ, who is an undersized two guard. So if he can get open looks in transition and get open looks in the half court offense, because Cadeau is a good passer and puts pressure on the defense, I think it will open up more things for him. But even without Cadeau, just RJ Davis by himself, all in on him having a really, really good season. Yeah, I want to see the RJ Davis show. I like yeah. it. I'd love to see that. Uh, hopefully uh, no one on the team wants to steal the show from him. <laughs> also, if we're doing like most fun outcomes, like last year, I really wanted to see uh, when we got to the final four or elite eight, I think I wanted to see Nigel pack from Miami against Kansas state and Marquise Noel in the title game. Yeah. Caleb love versus RJ Davis for a national championship. Themes. My dog, if we can wish that into existence, that might need to be a segment uh, later in the week. Just like things we wish we could wish into existence in college basketball this year. Yeah, I love that. Instead, I'll wish for that instead of Purdue for a Final Four. Um, <laughs> my last winner, I, I I have to do this. Dalton Connect. <laughs> that dude's <laughs> a bad man. He's a really, really bad man. And the fact that he might not be – Tennessee's best player and or guard makes me even more scared of Tennessee as a whole. I I have a whole new respect for Tennessee as a basketball team. They're going to be really nasty this season. Will they get over the March hiccups? That's to be seen, but there should be a very, very, very close microscope on this team if they don't do it in March. And there should be questions asked of Rick Barnes because the way this is shaping up and the way this team, it, you know, can go, without the guys they didn't have for that exhibition too, I'm very, very afraid of Tennessee. Very. Who's their coach? Rick Barnes. Mm. Yeah. 
I just was I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, they look really good. They look really, really good. I'm excited. Dalton Connect, I was definitely wrong about. I think uh, you know, my whole thing of like being skeptical of mid-major transfers misses a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is where this is where you missed it on this one. I'll tell you exactly where you missed it. This this reason that this guy was a mid-major is because at least the reason before is that he can't check a soul. That was the that was the thing about him. He couldn't check. He couldn't be a high major player because offensively he could be, but he can't check. Newsflash, if you're a killer, checking is so overrated. You check because you're not a killer. If you're a killer, checking is optional in my book. I think that's true. Uh, also, is it a he can't check or he won't check? That's to be seen. Because in my theory, in my theory, I think whether you can't or won't check, as long as it's just one of the two, you can work with that. You can work with guys that can't check. You can also work with guys that won't check. You can't work with guys who both can't and won't check. We can work with fake effort on defense. If you're giving me like a fake hand closeout, but you're not making the extra effort to do the two slide step, that's fine. I love the fake hand. Go get me a bucket on the other end. We'll deal with the fake hand. See, that's won't check right there. We can work with that. We can yes. also work with can't check. We can work with guys that are just bad defenders, but try. We can work with trying. We can't work with guys that can't and won't check because that's just Bryce Sensabaugh. Damn it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> All right. My favorite thing. All right. My final winner. Uh, it's not Armando Baycott. It's not. My final winner is the Illinois Fighting Line. We talked about it enough yesterday. I feel obligated to do it. Um, this isn't fan service. It's true. I don't think there's a more impressive result from the last week than Illinois beating Kansas. I just don't. Uh, I- Illinois was not supposed to be this ready this year, uh, especially by the grading scale that I grade them with. I gave them a huge offseason F grade. Uh, that clearly looks horrible. If I had to go back and grade their offseason right now, it would be like B+, plus, even without getting a point guard. Uh, I think this team is going to be able to switch a ton defensively. They got so many interchangeable moving parts. They're really deep. Like their 11th guy would play on most teams in the country. And uh, yeah, at the same time, I've been skeptical of them. I've also been like, this kind of feels like the year they get lucky. If they do get lucky, this team could do a lot of special things. Like if they get a really good draw, this team has the makings of a team that could make a deep run, in my opinion, in November, at least. I like that. That's a good shout. They did beat the number one team in the country. That They did do that. Yeah, number one, who's more like number 13, but that's for another day. Uh, Let's do our biggest losers, three biggest losers. This should be fun. Uh, uh, My first biggest loser is the MSU guards because bend this any way you want to, flip it any way you want to. You let backup guards come in your trap and take over your trap, And and they outshined you at your crib as backup guards. Now you can argue what you want about what backup guard means. Who cares? I can make a high, I can make a headline that says backup guards go on the road, outshine Michigan state guards in a win. And it would be correct. And you have to live with that. Am I worried about MSU guards? Absolutely not. But if I got to pick a loser for the week, you let backup guards come in your house and outshine you and win the game. That happened. It's okay. We'll bounce back. But for this week, unfortunately you got to be a loser. Somebody in the Discord said we need clickbait cart back. After that caption, I agree. You should have done that for the thumbnail. That should have been the name of the YouTube video. Backup guards storm into the Breslin Center and emerge with a victory. Like, that's incredible stuff. 
so you're not, I mean, you're not hanging the banner for AJ Hogarth's late three pointer and Tyson Walker's late two buckets. No, because they didn't win. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Seemed like a lot of people were really excited about those moments, though. I mean, they were hype, but they didn't win. Yeah, good moments. Yeah, Guards were good. Win. 50% from three. It was impressive. All mm-hmm. right. on this, In the spirit of uh, accountability with our own teams, my first loser is Jawan Howard. I don't know if we should do this. Do I need to elaborate on it or no? I don't know if we should do this. Are you uncomfortable with going here? Do we want to go here? I'm just, uh, look. Elaborate. Guy has not been involved in the Michigan basketball team since the summer. And you're telling me Michigan has their best performance in 18 months in the first game against a top five opponent when he hasn't been involved? Really? I'm not like, there's no definitive statement from me, but I'm just, I'm monitoring. I'm looking at this with a little side eye. Cause if you're going to tell me this Michigan team is just like a really, really good with the roster that they have with Phil Martelli coaching. Huh? I'm just going to be like, huh? but he, but he constructed the roster. You got to give him credit for that. Yes. If yes. the roster is good, ends up being good. He did that. He's yes. the so, he's the sole reason why Olivier and Kamwa is in Michigan colors right now. Hundred percent, he is. Jawan deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. So, but I haven't even seen the team play. That's just uh, just a quick one because not a, it's not even what I'm saying. Like what I just said, obviously, is like a little baiting. I get it, but like here's the truth of this: Jawan is now in a really difficult position because if this Michigan team is really bad, the narrative's going to become Jawan's got to go. He's not even healthy. He's not here. If this Michigan team is really good while he's not there, the narrative becomes, well, this is Phil Martelli's team. He's crushing it. Juwan's been horrible. Like he's, he's now in a cannot win situation as this yeah. team looks like it's going to be really promising. And uh, I gen, I genuinely feel for him with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's actually a good seg- segue into my second loser. It's Marquette. Um <laughs> You let a freshman president come in and dog walk your All-American point guard and gave 115 points to a Michigan team that's supposedly supposed to struggle on offense. Credit to Michigan for doing what they do. Credit to them for being physically dominating. But all I hear is about Big East toughness this, Big East toughness that. Big East toughness got dog walked by a Big Ten front court and got 115 put upon the head top. So, you know, my eyes are on you, Marquette enjoy the big east i suppose you guys seem to do pretty well there you gotta show me outside of that respectfully yeah i okay i disagree with everything you just said but it's okay uh that's your opinion you know what's interesting about podcasts you get to give your opinions see i can disagree with you and not create a seven threat (laughs) seven tweet can 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 marquette be a loser for losing a game to michigan and giving up 115 points yeah okay that's why they're that's why they're on my loser list 48 minute game so if it was 40, they would have lost, what, 92 to – or they would have lost 92 to 87? I also – I suspect without seeing the tape of this, based on how many times the teams went to the free throw line, they just played the whole, like, no foul out rules, and people just fouled every possession. 
I don't know what that says about the game, but I have a feeling this like this was a real competitive game that also did not look anything like a real basketball game. It's my guess, which okay. is probably why probably why Michigan won. Uh, my next loser, Florida Atlantic, but more importantly, Dusty May. Hmm. I think people are realizing that Florida Atlantic isn't actually a top ten team in the country. Now the season's just starting. Maybe they could get there by the end of the season. Maybe they can have another magical March run, even if they're not a top 10 team in the country. But there was a whole lot of like, oh my gosh, the final four teams bringing everybody back. Look how great they're going to be. It's such an awesome story. Ah, let put them seventh in the country preseason. That was a whole thing. And then a bunch of smart college basketball people were like, wait, 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 wait. This team was more like 30th in the country. They just made a good run. They, they're overrated. They shouldn't be there. And then games started. And then they kept losing by a lot every time they played basketball. So I, uh, I kind of think, I don't want to say the jury's out, but I think like that little, like, Ooh, this could be magical is kind of already dead before the season even started. And uh, that might not mean much for Florida Atlantic who will win their conference and will be back in the NCAA tournament. It does mean a lot for dusty may because dusty may would have been the hottest name that could possibly be hired in the last coaching cycle. And I'm a little worried dusty might miss his chance. Hmm. You know what? I think if he keeps level-headed, though, like unless he has a total tank of a year, I still think he'll get a pretty high major job. He just needs to keep it together for a little bit. And like jobs are going to be there, yeah. But like, yeah. I, I think last summer Dusty May would have been in like the best job available circle. And I mm-hmm. think if Florida Atlantic just like loses in the first round of the tournament this year and is like thirty-fifth on Ken Palm, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. think he might miss right. it. All right, was that your second or your third loser? That was my second. We both got one more. Okay, my last one, uh, Arkansas social media team for the final, sc- final score per didn't post. Uh, yes, Arkansas did a good job by beating, but the victory laps by the social media team and honestly, some Arkansas fans, I get it. You should be excited about it. You beat a really, really good team. But I think that charity should be lost in this. And I thought it was kind of funny that Tennessee did the, the score didn't count thing. And other social media teams just kind of posted the score, just uh, emphasizing that the game was for charity, thanking the other team for coming out. I just didn't think it was a great time to troll, given the situation. So they're my third loser. I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, I have no additional commentary. I I hated that post. Don't don't slander Purdue. Only we get to slander Purdue, and it's out of love because they're my number one team in the country, and I want what's best for them. Okay, and we would, we, and we would come up with something better than Purdue didn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Simple as that. Okay. I have uh I have one more, and then I have an honorary mention, honorable mention. Uh, my third loser is Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is supposed to be the baddest man in the game, waltzing in and losing to Pace University. Excuse me, Rick. I thought that losing to a Division II team was a Louisville thing. Well, that's not a Rick Pitino thing. You're supposed to have your team at St. John's. I get two of their best players didn't play, but uh, you can't be losing to Pace University, Rick Pitino. Can't happen. I am getting ready to hook this take into my veins, Gregory. Please sing it to the mountains. This man lost the pace, and they said, here are the keys to the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> People, Louisville was a long time ago. Ionia didn't win a tournament game. They lost to Ryder. Let's not forget that. Honorable mention. 
This one makes me sad, actually. It broke during this podcast. Kirk Risa. Sad. Sad, man. Why is Kirk Risa getting punished? What are we in today's day and age? How can a player get punished for impermissible benefits? How? Well, benefits must have some. I'm just sad. Free Kerr, man. He's been through so much. He's been from Arizona all the way across the country to I'm here for Bob Huggins. Man, like, <laughs> hit with what he got hit with. And now this, man, it's just, it's so sad. Free free Kreesa until it's backwards, man. Yeah. Kerr Freesa, I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, fun show today. That was enjoyable. Let's get to our one big thing presented by Bigby. What do you got? Uh, my one big thing today. Um, I'm stuck between two, and I don't know which way to go on this. Uh, actually, in the in the spirit of Halloween, uh, I'll go with this one. Uh, I think that once your kids above the age of five, you need to give them some type of like Halloween etiquette as far as like what to do for giving candy. Like, come prepared, get your little knapsack open. Take the candy, say thank you. If we ask a question about your costume, answer that question and then keep it pushing. This is not a spectacle, okay? We're rotating kids in and out. Everyone's trying to get to the porch. We're handing out Reese's king size. Get here, get out. Thank you. Happy Halloween. You're so cute. I think there should be some Halloween etiquette put in the place with all children, okay? They need, if they're going to go out there, they need to know what they're doing. Don't just throw your kid out there in a costume. Give them some guidance. Can you say the word costume again? Costume. Can you slow it down and say it one more time for me? Costume. You say costume. With costume. a ch. With a ch. You say costume. Is this like, should it be like costume? Costume. I say, I say costume. Tomb. Costume. You say costume. I say costume. Costume. Cost costume. Tomb, costume. I'm gonna go put my costume on. Yeah, I'm gonna go put my costume on. You say chum. I think say, I'm right. You say chuma okiki. I think I'm right with this one though. You say cuckoo kachoo. I think I'm right. I don't think you're right. That's fascinating. Wow, that was fun. Uh, okay, what are what's the Elliot family doing for Halloween tonight? Are you giving out uh, any candy? Yeah, we're giving out uh, king size Reese's and Sour Patch Kids. So you are a king size family. I mean, that's a given, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's because we got to assert our dominance in the neighborhood. Cause I like I see we got a couple of pretzel people on our block. Oh no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's brutal. I feel like uh you're like not just specifically your street, not to give your address out, but the like the perpendicular street, the larger street that you live off of, I feel like would have some fire Halloween festivities based on like the the things I've seen happen on that street. Yeah, true. Also, if I'm a kid, I'm going across set street so I don't dox myself to like on the other side of the major street. That's where like the big houses are, the richer side of town, the richer side of the neighborhood. I know candy slaps over there. That's where I would go if I was trick-or-treating. But, you know, if they want to be a blue-collar trick-or-treater, come to our side. I love <laughs> you had to satisfy. That's where I would go if I was triggered. Like I really, I'm half expecting you to be in a costume tonight across the street with a whole plan mapped out. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fun. We're doing our first uh, little family trick or treat. We're gonna have Murph with the cousins today, who are all old enough to trick or treat. So uh, there is a family costume planned today that uh, 
will I'm sure you'll see this later. I need picks. I didn't have anything to do with the costume choice. I need picks. I did not. Uh okay, my one big thing. Uh gonna get a little somber here. Semi-serious. Sorry, everyone, for this, but uh I've always been pretty transparent with this podcast and the show in general. So we're gonna do it. Uh, I got laid off from dimers from my main job yesterday which is obviously a shock and a surprise and a bummer uh it's no hard feelings to them like they had to do what they had to do um i wasn't alone in this it's just some business stuff quite frankly i hope i'm not going to get in trouble for like revealing that's happened but um i don't think i would it's just what happened to me the company's doing fine they're going to be great um but Tough to get that news a week before college basketball season starts. Uh, even tougher in light of, I think I've spoken it on here, just some changes of I, I've stepped away from a more full-time thing with Field of 68. So uh, scary a little bit because two years ago was like, you know, I'm just going to go into this world and I'll figure it out. I, I, I want to take the shot and see. And I always said, like, if it got to a point that it didn't work, I would admit that it was a failure and it didn't work. And uh, it's this very weird, conflicting feeling of feeling like our stuff as sleepers is going better than it ever has. And uh, honestly, not to be selfish or anything, but to feel like I've been doing a really good job and I've been growing in a way that I'd never have. Um, And at the same time, being right back at square one where I was two years ago, where I said, if I ever got back to that, it would it would be call it quits time. and now, obviously, there's a daughter at home that I am going to prioritize over anything else. So a uh, little bit of tough times, not to overshare. Don't want anyone's sympathy or anything like that. But um, it, with that said, <laughs> we're trying to figure out what happens with sleepers with this going because I have no idea what uh, what my days are going to look like. I'm really back in the job hunt mode. And uh, in the short term, that means I have a lot of free time. So good news is you'll probably get earlier episodes than you ever have. And uh, I do still feel feel extremely motivated to find a way to make this work as a source of income. And, uh, you know, so much appreciation for the people that do pay for the Discord right now because straight up, that's now a critical element of allowing me to keep doing this. So um, that's probably oversharing. Again, don't need anybody's sympathy, but uh, just kind of the, the dark side of actually going into this business. It probably looks from the outside like it's this awesome, great, fun thing it can be really scary to be like a contract content creator because those contracts can disappear with a snap of a finger. Um, so if anybody is listening to this though, that uh, wants some work from your boy, my DMS are open. Uh, I'm definitely going to be hitting up a lot of people that I would be uh, just honored to be able to work with in a variety of different ways. And we have some big plans for the season that I don't believe are going to go anywhere. Um, I don't think there's going to be any disruption to what you and I want to do as sleepers or, really what I was hoping to do from a college basketball standpoint this year. It's just, I need to find something else to add to that mix in order to make sure that we can keep doing this the way we want to. So there's my only update on uh, my personal life in that stance. And uh, thank you for allowing me to share it. Big B appreciate that. Can I, can I get one last word in? Of course. For anyone out there who is listening to this and may know of opportunities, just let, let it be known. There's not a more versatile, hardworking, I idea idea driven individual that can compare to Gregory Waddell and he'll go head to head with anybody that you might think be good at it. And I promise you I'm putting my money on Waddell. Let that be known. 
unless it's Michael Sarah, I'll sprinkle on him. But outside of that, you don't you don't want to see you don't want to see this man in a in a situation where you want to where you need someone to win and make something happen. He's that guy. I don't know though. It's been a tough week for Waddell's competing for jobs. I mean, first Brian loses to Lance Jones, and now this. So I don't know. Um, also, do you think Connor Servin's hiring? Uh, I'm pretty sure his hype train could use a co-pilot. I just realized uh, after how we started the episode, he's going to dunk on me so hard for this. <laughs> like I, I come after him personally the same episode. I'm like, I just got fired. I have no job. <laughs> I'm about to get dunked on so hard. Oh, well, that's life. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. If you want to join the Discord, the link is in the description of every single video that we do. We will be back on Wednesday. And uh, if all goes well, the episode should be out Wednesday morning because we're going to try some shifts in when we record this stuff that should make things more available to you earlier going forward. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, I hope you put some good costumes on. <laughs>